Welcome to Haunted Grove, a horrific podcast. Haunted Grove is a horror media review podcast with no set schedule, no censorship, and no idea how we got pregnant. Your horrific hosts for this episode are Colin and Adam, and today we are presenting our spoiler review of The Seed, starring Lucy Martin and Chelsea Edge. But even a... watching the intro there, I'm laughing already. <laughs> such a, such a, ex- like it was different enough from so many other similar types of films that it felt almost fresh. I don't know. I had a good time with this one. But that's that's the whole thing. You can there's only so many um I keep talking about this, but there's only so many ingredients. Mm-hmm. It's how you put the ingredients together to make the dish. Yeah. And this proves that you don't have to have a massive budget, A list Hollywood idiots, you know what I mean? Um you don't have to take it too seriously, but you can actually make a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. This this could be seen as like Larry Leisure Suit in space. <laughs> yeah, it's, um it's diminutive little <laughs> cute little creature that's just like a sex fiend <laughs> oh, but do you know what they laughed I couldn't it looks like a turtle yeah and they've called it a fucking wombat a bear a fucking what else did armadillo they yeah they, they, they brought that it's like it's a fucking turtle it's so what the hell? funny and its nose is so ridiculous like when it's like in heat you can tell it's in heat it's like uh <laughs> its pupils dilate bigger you're just like ooh. I'm going to get sticky. Oh, man. <laughs> so, of course, you guys all noticed that we're missing one of uh, the members. We had him deported, so he's he no longer in country. Um, I, so no. the, we, our, hearts and, our hearts and minds go out to him. <laughs> Hopefully he's having a good time. Um, imagine having a life outside the internet. I can't imagine what that would be like. <laughs> like, is this so not people do it? What else do you need? I know. Once you have a camera and a microphone, that's your entire life complete. Like, imagine wanting other stuff. And that actually feeds in perfectly to this film too, like this <laughs> this idea of of generating likes and stuff. Okay, so let's let's uh, give the logline here. What starts out as girls' weekend away in a Mojave desert becomes a tale of horror, death, and alien invasion. <laughs> uh, the bookish Brian's Brian's. Thanks for joining. Good to see you. Oh, have people chat? Well. People, a singular person. No, they're actually a couple. Uh, oh, really? Those guys. In fact, we're um, we're taking part in Horror Mayhem starting this Friday. So oh, uh, cool. all our stories are featured around that event. Um, oh, these cool. guys started up, so uh, really good folks. Uh, good they're stuff. booktubers, do a lot of great content. So good to have you on, guys. Sorry, I can't Appreciate see chat. Like, oh, maybe I should bring it up. You might want to, what? just in case. Um, just in case they want to talk. Actually, no, don't. Start talking smack about him. <laughs> He won't be able to yeah. see it. Uh, all right, so uh, the this keyboard warrior thing, eh? yeah, yeah. Um, this is a 2021 body horror feature film. It's a directorial debut of Sam Walker, who also wrote the script. Um, he has cited Nicholas Rogue's The Man Who Fell to Earth and John Carpenter's The Thing and Eraserhead, in addition to the art of the painter Ambera Wellman for the, uh, uh, the the inspiration of the film itself. And after having looked at Ambria Wellman's artwork, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I was about to say, I got it right up until that last one. I'm not too familiar with her. Mm-hmm. Is it her? No. I don't know. But, I, I um, had no idea who it was until I clicked the link, uh, you know, just did a Google search. And, and then I was like, oh, okay. I definitely, 
I don't think I've ever seen the work before, but I can see the inspiration in the film, 100%. Um, so this is, the cast is Lucy Martin is Deidre, Chelsea Edge is Charlotte. These are the two main ones. So Deidre is uh, the sort of asshole girl. Uh, Charlotte's like the down home, you know, she doesn't want to be on social media. The pseudo rock chick without yeah. actually being a rock chick. Almost like the 90s rock chick Golden if type. she didn't like rock, but liked it ironically. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then Sophie Vavasour as Heather. Um, we have a cameo with uh, Jamie Whitbrood as this young kid, Brett. Oh, God. That <laughs> who was... just loves chewing like he a cow. He was brilliant, actually. <laughs> well, he was perfect for what he did. And then I love that there's this, we're going to get into it, but there's this wonderful scene where in order to get rid of this creature, he barters for a kiss. And like the girl is just like really into it. Which was, you know, it was this but it's, effective. Did you notice when the creature opens his eyes? That's when we notice that there's something uh, going on. Oh yeah, and the music is so a good it, cue for it too. But anyway, well, he did he did so. great. I thought uh, Anthony Edridge is the cowboy. He played his role. Not sure it was necessary, but it was there. And then uh, Shirley Pisani is Edna, who only had a single scene with her head blown off. But also it. We're going to talk about that in a little bit here, but it, it was, I think it was necessary to have that scene because it, it set the stage for the gravity of what was to come. Um, anyway, do, let's, let's sort of set this up. Do you want to walk us through the premise here? So we'll start off. Um, strange thing is they're getting a taxi to this remote hideout. <laughs> yeah. I didn't quite understand that. But... It'd be the most expensive taxi ever. That would, you know what I mean? That would, it'd be cheaper getting a helicopter. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can do, um, especially that, can you do tourist helicopters mm -hmm. uh, for like 300 bucks? Really? So it'd probably be cheaper to get a price. Yeah, I think so. Like the tourist ones do an hour. Oh my gosh, we're doing that for man camp. So, like, you know what I mean? You could get a, get a friggin' uh, tourist chopper for probably yeah. the same money. <laughs> well, it's probably cost them in a taxi, but that part was funny. They didn't drive themselves, but obviously it was necessary for the plot. Yeah. Um, you dropped this off in this amazing house. God, like beautiful. mansion but only has two bedrooms because two of the girls have to bunk up yeah like that made loads of sense i don't know is is it because it was just this massive massive bed or that it was only because they had multiple levels right also i mean it was a freaking mansion with yeah. like two put an indoor pool an outdoor pool um its own set aside garage yeah uh what was it like a hundred acres you know i mean it loads of land huge. it was beautiful but they only had two bedrooms because yeah. two of the girls had to bunk up. <laughs> I think part of that is, you know, you want to be in proximity to your close friends when you're at, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. I always, I just, the way I saw it, I was just like... Because she wanted her own bedroom and her own floor. Yeah, but she is a bit of a prima donna. I mean... <laughs> she was actually the best actor. And that's, that's the thing. She played the shittiest character, but she was actually she the best actress. So well. I, I would love to see her on the red carpet so I could see what she's really like. You know, her sort of natural rhythms because... I was 100% bought and sold to who she was in the film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she did really, really great. Um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, they get here, and then they're just sort of having a girls' night out. They were planning on doing, like, a little fashion shoot and, you know, sort of uh, making content for the social media, um, for Deidre's social media primarily. Yeah, and both then... two of them are on social media. Um, Heather as well. Yeah. Has yeah. her own hashtag. They wanted to watch a meteor storm. That was the whole event. Yeah, but the 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 really interesting part for me was that they knew each other from childhood, and they noticed that 
Heather and especially Deidre were changed because of their social media games, because of the, the focus that they're putting on. And I liked that they set that up really early on so that you're not only getting this sort of horror supernatural element or sci-fi element to the film, you're also getting this idea of a friendship fractured and the changes that social media can, can have on individuals. And I, I really appreciate that personally, just because of my own history with social well, media. Well, we've seen it all firsthand. We've seen these... Yeah vapid empty people mm-hmm. who have nothing in their life apart from getting so many clicks as we're sitting on social media trying to make content to get likes and clicks but hey ho <laughs> at least uh, at least we can step back from it and have a laugh you know and yeah but that's the important part you too know many me, people take themselves way tomorrow. too seriously if i get pissed off this will all disappear tomorrow and i'd mm-hmm. happily walk away and down think but while it's fun to do and if I don't get, and I'm always got it in the back of my mind, and that's what these girls represent. Yeah. Not to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Because the minute you do, you're fucked. You know what I mean? There's no if, buts, or maybes. The minute you become that person, you're you're done. Yeah. Because it's only a, you know what I mean? Um, it's only a downhill spiral because especially I've been reading a lot of philosophical stuff lately, and the whole thing about a woman has a depreciating value in terms of beauty because it's only you know what I mean? It's only going to get worse. Become right. less valuable as the older. I mean, in terms actors of have to, actresses have to deal with that for sure. Yeah. So hotness and beauty are two different things. Right. And people that treat hotness have a depreciating value because as you get older, obviously the old middle age spread starts happening. You know, what I mean, you're you're having to work harder. You're having to land cosmetic surgery, and that's something. You know, what I mean, that can either go really well or really wrong. <laughs> and you see the old fish lips thing, and you know, really bad. Classic surgery just yeah. is horrendous. So it's uh you know I mean it's a losing game, so to rely on that. And that's what this message and for once subtly throws in there. You know, I mean, it mm-hmm. subtly throws in this message that if you're you're playing a losing game, if this is all you have and you don't have your get out, you know, yes, fine, have your social media, but have your two year plan that you can walk away from it and it's not everything you you require right for once we're not getting beaten over the head with the message it's just play it in there subtly and you have to pick it out and makes you pay a bit more attention as opposed to what's on screen yeah it's and the it's just it's wrapped in such an entertaining package as well you know i mean the, the entire premise of watching that meteor shower and then they're like whoa is that is that supposed to be doing that and then their phones die and sporadically come back and and, and leave again throughout the rest of the film and you get this sense of total isolation pretty quickly that initial night mixed with drug use drinking and uh this fractured friendship um you know it's sort of like uh it's it, yeah, the, it's almost the, mean the drug girls use was like um the drug use was almost like a so find out they couldn't like um deirdre this the actual night of the meteor shower deirdre was more concerned about her signal that she wasn't even watching it <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She was actually missing out on the actual yeah, meeting. Yes, she wanted to create content I'm missing it. out on the experience. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. everyone, we're watching a but meteor shower, so watch us, not the meteor shower. <laughs> but no. No. Aliens have different plans. Um, and then we see that turd just sort of drop into the pond. <laughs> I was waiting for Bill end, Murray to come actually, walking into so the pool. Well done. <laughs> that was so well done. And the fact that we're in the pool the next day just made me go, really? Yeah, like... That mm. thing's dropped in. It's leaking everywhere, and you're like, you're not getting that. I hope your day. filters working. But the effects, the effects of that, yeah. The the leaking part was what grossed me out the most. I think 
because ultimately it was continuously shedding that outer shell in a sort of like oily fashion. It reminded me of um, the black ooze from X-Files from back in the day. And it's just mm -hmm. like sort of everywhere and gross. And, and it was like blue too in some light. So it, it, I don't know, the whole thing was really kind of disgusting. <laughs> and then it got really gross once they brought the thing inside. But before they did that, all they wanted to do was get rid of this thing, of course. And, and for some reason, Heather was wildly obsessed with being at fault in her father's eyes for this rando event even happening. She was freaking out as if she would be blamed. I don't know any parent that would blame their kid for a meteor falling in their pool. Yeah, um, kind of a weird dynamic. So is she a bit of a bit of a wild child having parties and the parents can't trust her, but then they wouldn't have let her go to the house. Yeah. Is it her, you know, there's a weird dynamic being played there, but you can kind of tell, I think that's a the theme of the movie. These people are broken. Mm-hmm in their own way, all three of them are broken in their own way. And this is almost like a cry for help to try and maybe reconnect or do something, you know what I mean? There's an almost desperation why they're they're going to this place. Interesting. I did not pick that up. Yeah. They're not really having fun. No. <laughs> not at all. Like, like not even not at the very fun. beginning. You know, they're like they started smoking and hanging out at the pool, but it quickly went to cat fighting. Yeah. And that's, um, I don't think it's deliberately, like, it's not bad acting, that's the thing. Because yeah. these are actually, they're playing their parts. It's actually the message of the film. That's why I'm saying this one actually has a subtle message, mm -hmm. which I love. It's like, please give me, this is what I've been begging for last year with all the shit movies I've had to watch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give me something where I actually have to look for the message and pick it out. It's like, yeah, that's what they're saying. That because they've become so reliant mm -hmm. and uh, Charlotte, Charlie, they keep calling her. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. Charlie's so against social media, but then she's almost went the other direction. So she's become broken in her own way too. Interesting. So these two have jumped fully in with the whole social media thing. Oh, yeah. She's went against it, but also she's went so anti-modern uh, world that she's become her own worst enemy as well. You know what I mean? It's, uh, but she was easily drawn into like everything. You know, I mean, when oh, it, yeah. whether it was kissing the child... <laughs> A fifteen-year-old boy. She's all, but yeah, I kissed the child. Yeah, Boogie Francis. for us to talk about him. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, or, we'll get or whether it's taking the photo shoot that she didn't want to do at all. You know, we open with Deidre um, doing a live stream, introducing you know basically us to all the cast of characters, and um, Charlotte was just like, you know, that was very invasive. I don't appreciate that. And yet, you're friends, and you came here knowing that this is what they're gonna do. So, yeah, you know. Dost thou protest too much? You know she wants it, but that's, she doesn't want it. That's what I'm saying. She's went yeah. too much the other way. That she's actually, um, uh, like I said, there's something broken in all three of them, which I think is a wonderful thing. The dynamics play out really well. Yeah, I don't know whether it was done by accident or this is the clever director, but fair play. That's what I'm getting from it. Mm -hmm. I think it's and clever. What made me enjoy the movie for sure. Um, well, let's get to the, the the gardener because ultimately, once this thing like sort of sheds its shell everyone's disgusted by it they have no idea what it is it starts crying out in the night and charlotte goes out to uh you know try to take care of it gives it deidre's um deidre's uh milkshake or whatever it who was. brings one protein shake like, awesome. for a whole weekend no other food <laughs> either it was protein it was joints a protein shake and tequila like <laughs> that's all there was i mean i guess that's a good weekend but <laughs> 
Yeah. That's it. We at least bring food in our backpacks and we do Seriously, random shit. You know what when I mean? we hike a mountain, uh, miles up a mountain, <laughs> we have tons of food. Uh, yeah, so it was it was very strange um, setup, but totally believable, uh, you know, up until the alien part. And then, um, you know, ultimately it starts like dragging like itself away. And they're all staring at it, watching this trail of ooze go off. And they're like, where did it go? <laughs> Follow the gooey trail. That's what it went. <laughs> yeah. Dumbass. That was, um, that, was, um, that was fun about these characters because they are that dippy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so funny. But then they see it and they're they like, we got to get rid of this thing. And I love that the density that they keep playing up when they're trying to drag it away and they couldn't get rid of it. It was so heavy. Um, but, you know, this kid, literally a 15 year old pimply kid prepubescent or in the middle of his puberty coming out and he's like yeah so i'm just here to to do the garden you know my brother is supposed to be doing it and they're like look we really want you to get rid of this dead thing like we'll pay you and we'll even give you access to our photos he's like nope no thanks <laughs> just walks away i was just like i think i would be in that same position <laughs> i don't i'm not into these girls <laughs> yeah there was nothing um even uh, Charlie, who potentially had boobs, because that's why they had them, mm. and the other two that didn't. I like boobs, by the way, just in case anyone's interested. <laughs> that's important, but... Tell um... me more. boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah, actually so got, we got a few nipple shots, but nipple shots without breasts is a little bit strange. Yeah, that's... I don't know. It's, it's like um, the last movie Cameron and I reviewed, um, mm. there was actually a nude scene in it, and I was that zoned out. I missed the nude scene, and I had to go back in oh, and wow. watch it, and I was like, oh. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, was, there it is. <laughs> I guess no, that's okay. a nude scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, um, these, these women are, I don't want to body shame anyone, you know, you are who you are, or who you're trying to be, and, you know, whatever, it's not me, I don't care. But, um, yeah, I just like a little bit more meat, that's all. But it's this expectation, you know, that you have to be size six, it's like negative three, to be a yeah. And it's like, no, it's not. Whoever's telling you that doesn't understand. You know, you might be a, for a certain demographic, but you're not. Um, you're not for most people. Yeah. And the movie tried so hard with Deirdre's character, like the whole when she's lying in the bed doing the pan up, and I'm like, oh, you know, for that bit. Because you know that they're trying so hard and I'm not biting. Yeah. And that was the whole premise of that character, too. She's this sexy social media star, you know, that does, like, photo shoots and modeling. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I mean, there are people out there that are into it. So and hats off. Not me. More play date. First play date. Crack on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, that's what made me laugh as well, because the thing was trying so hard and... I just, you know, for me, it wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> it just made me laugh. <laughs> uh, I loved that they finally bartered the kiss with the gardener. And that was what he was, like, okay with. Because you know that dude's never kissed a girl before. <laughs> like, And he was like, so yeah, with tongue? <laughs> yeah, he just wants the experience. But yeah. here, I had, when I was uh, that sort of age, I had really bad acne. Mm-hmm. Oh really? It was like all yeah, I had really bad acne when I was like um, between thirteen and sixteen. Oh wow, it was shocking really, and it destroys your confidence. Oh, I bet. And back in the time when I had her, I had like the world's largest cowlick, and this <laughs> mop on my head would do nothing. So I just 
I so you were this him. kid. <laughs> I, I just felt, you know, I, mean, I felt a lot of sympathy for him. But I love the way he had the whole deadpan acceptance thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. And he's just, well, okay, I can barter here and get something. And he's acting stupid, but he's not. I I almost, like, I believed his, his character because he is a product of the social media game, right? So when all you're doing, and we see it constantly with this character when he's on screen for like three scenes, where he's just sort of tuned out, you know, flipping through um, posts in social media or videos or something. And you, I, I'm just seeing in my head when he sees something that's supposed to be funny, he's doing like roll on floor laughing, LOL, over and over again. But his expression and his countenance is still just sort of detached and withdrawn. You know, so any sort of emotion, it's coming out on the keyboard, but not reflected in him as a person. And that's that's like everything with social media. We're so desensitized to virtually everything that all you do is just sit here and like, oh, that was hilarious. Great job. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. I'm so excited. You know, and, and you're just yeah, and deadpan. Yeah, that's that's why I switch off every so often. Just have to, yeah. you know, you have to. And we, we've talked about this in other things, but... um. You gotta switch off. Gotta step away from it. You gotta Can't actually reset. feel the breeze. Mm -hmm. You gotta interact with people. Um, just do something, whatever it is. You know, just get away from it. Yeah. Understand that you don't need it. Embrace technology is great. Like we're able to sit here from halfway across the world, yeah. as if we're in the same living room, chat away, do things. It's fantastic, but it's not your life. Mm -hmm. And I feel sorry for youngins that, you know, it is their life. Yeah. Or people are just, you know, the the can't disconnect and they would actually get the DTs as if they're an addict. If it was, yeah. you know, you hear the whole thing, broadband rage, you know, where people, their internet cuts out for an hour and they're like, <laughs> you don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, it's like, connect. and we see that reflected in Deidre too. When their phone stops, mm -hmm. she's like, I'm dead. It's over. My whole career is over. I've got sponsors. You know, like she, it was the end of the world for her. And it wasn't even like 12 hours that she didn't have connection. I love this. So but that's what that game is. As you start to, you know, you move into that. It's all about hitting the apex. Mm -hmm. Same in the workplace and everything else. You know what I mean? Pure bottom, the minute you can see growth that there. But once you start hitting the, the tip of the spear, the apex, to actually move a millimeter requires so much effort and the thought of standing still is complete anathema that that's mm -hmm. why you end up with people with ODing and breaking breaking down and uh, falling apart and doing weird shit because they're still trying to push but there's nowhere to go to yeah. and they can't accept can't stop and smell the roses so to speak mm -hmm. and then that's why people break and we're seeing this played out here with Deidre which is was fantastic to see and so I'm really surprised that no way that they want to tackle these issues, the director wants to tackle the issue because normally it's just glossed over mm -hmm. and it's just accept, consume, you know, the usual shit that goes out there. So that's why I enjoyed this on a a second level. On the on the tertiary level, it's a comedy. Yeah. But underneath there is this underlying message as well, which is like I said, you, you play it subtly. That's what rattles about people's head. That's what gets you to think. Mm -hmm. And that's what gets you to reflect. And nobody does that anymore. Nobody thinks about themselves or reflects or looks at their, their position in life. Right. Well, the director did state that 
this film represents how on social media someone can watch one video then will then lead to something that begins to radicalize them. So this, this film is a statement from the director. He, he came into this intentionally knowing how social media can push you in a certain direction. And that's presented very clearly through the characters. And, you know, we see it because we can identify with it. You know, we see it in real life. You know, as a parent, it's a huge problem because kids are given phones at younger and younger ages and they're exposed to social media at younger and younger ages. I've refused to allow my kids to have any social media until they get, you know, of age of, in, in my mind, it's 18. Uh, my son tricked, you know, he sort of hacked into his phone because I have passwords set up and stuff and he, mm -hmm. he got it when he was 16. But the point being, especially with my daughter, she's of that age where it, you know, suicide rate of, of girls, young, young children, females, has exponentially increased tenfold. Um, that's not hyperbole at all. Like the stats Women bear it out. Are it's crazy. To each other. They're horrible. And everything online is amplified, especially in social media. Everything is is up, you know, turned up to eleven. So you know, they they complain that I won't let them have it, but I won't let them have it for very good reasons. Their own mental damn health. You know, these kids don't have fully formed brains. Most people between eighteen and twenty one won't until that point. And so, in fact, not even do your twenty five. Yeah, I mean, how can you ever expect really... to comprehend? the the minutia of communicating online versus in person and to think that the online component is the most real when people are the most fake there i mean it confuses yeah, me um well we've seen time and time again these people giving the big licks mm -hmm. um they're the biggest thing in social media and then we're trying to organize interviews and stuff and then the flake and they don't have this yeah. actual admin skills and you know and we've we've been doing this for years now you know what I mean and you've seen it the ones that are always giving it the biggest licks and they're the, uh, they're the most wonderful person actually don't have basic skills yeah and you see it and then that's when they disappear on you and get nasty and stuff because then you're not even be you're just caught you're actually calling them out in their bluff without intentionally doing it yeah because when it comes to actually producing the goods then it's not there mm -hmm. yeah it's it's sad but it's a it's a reality that we have to face and deal with um you know, as far as the film, this is where it really takes a sharp left turn. <laughs> it went mm -hmm. from, you know, presenting this interesting social dynamic between these friends to having this weird catastrophe happen. And then <laughs> it gets really sexual really fast. And that was a thing because the half the alien, it stinks. The, you know what I mean? Like, it don't know like what ass. it is. It's not even a thing. There's not even remotely, like... It's not, it's not, it's not as if a freaking dildo landed on the... You know what I mean? <laughs> If a dildo had a landed and was blowing, and... what do you call that movie? Oh shit! I'm thinking back to the movie in the eighties. Remember the three aliens and the referee and they got shaved? Oh, with Jeff Goldblum was in it. Yes. Um. Um. I I know exactly That's what, what you're talking is... about. Oh gosh, this is gonna bug me. This is a horror. Yeah, version it's kind of like that. that. <laughs> it's kind of like. You know, this is a horror movie. version of that movie. Mm -hmm. Earth Girls and Are it's... Easy. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh fuck. That was a... yes. <laughs> Oh, that was a blast from the past. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's what this is. Yeah. So, and the thing is, is it's not, it's just this cute, cuddly little creature that it looks like it would just be something you want to feed crackers and just sort of, you know, lay around next to and maybe poke its belly or something. Like, yeah, it's just this cute little creature. 
but it turns out to be a huge sex fiend because its whole point is to spread its seed, hence the name of the, the film. And uh, Deidre is the first one that succumbs to its wiles, <laughs> its charms. Because she tries the... Um... <laughs> Because this is when we first get introduced to Edna or Edna as a, a character because um, Heather and Charlotte go to try and find out can we get them the town mm -hmm. to fix the phones yeah. and pick up some supplies because you don't arrive. I still can't get my head around the, arriving on a taxi in the middle of nowhere with no supplies. Yeah. Well, and Just then why wouldn't the parents have stocked up the, the place before they knew their staff. daughter was going there? Yeah. They, like, they clearly have staff. They have a gardener coming in. So they have to have a house, like, caretaker. I don't know. That, that was a little bit weird, yeah. Yeah, that's that's just my logical brain. But getting to that, that shack, Edna's shack, I mean, that's... She was clearly in the know about some crazy shit coming. You know, she, she had crazy circled it as if it was, you know, the day she was going to start her period on the calendar. <laughs> or yep. maybe for her, it was menopause. Like, finally, it's yep. over! <laughs> finally! <laughs> But while they're doing that, that's where we see the scene with Deidre. And Deidre, that's when I'm talking about the camera pan. They try to pan the camera up the bed, and I'm just, I'm buckling off. I'm going, you're trying to do hard, folks. <laughs> I know what they're trying to do, but it just yeah. wasn't working. So then you laugh. Um, I slip into this. And then she tries to get the rat poison. Yeah. Big fucking huge box rat poison, just in case you didn't know awesome. what it was. Yeah. I'm just Very like clear. laughing. But... <laughs> I've bought... Of course, I have to be in a... A proper glass, not, um, it wasn't like a plastic tumbler or anything. It had to be like mm. a proper swishy glass that she did it in. I can't imagine that house having plastic anything in it. <laughs> like, no. it's, it's all stone and wood, you know, natural materials. I really, I love that house. Oh, gosh. I'd love to, to rent it for a weekend. Yeah, even though it's only two bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. The bed's big enough. I've, <laughs> I've shared smaller beds with Cameron. <laughs> We we shared a, a double queen with uh, Darren Deicide and his wife, uh, in in the other one like queen. I mean, it was very very. Oh god, that was the weekend I had to work, wasn't it? Yeah, you missed out. Yeah, man. shit, that was a good time. I, I missed that. <laughs> that would have been really tight with the three of us in the bed, but um, we would have spooned and made it work. It would have been like that scene in This Is the End. We're like <laughs> doing yeah, we're, like we're bunched up in a tent together. Do you know what I mean? It's... That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So she tries to. Like, literally poison him, and that's when he's like, oh, shit, I'm going to die. Turn on the charm. <laughs> we see his pupils dilate, and she's just like, oh. <laughs> and the next time we see her, she is post-coital, just relaxed, and just feeling great. Really. And that's the bit as well, because the camera keeps uh, keep trying so hard to make her sexy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm just... And the, they try to get a shot of her boobs and they zoom in and they're having to like the camera's having to zoom in so hard i'm just like buckling when she's on the lilo in the bowl right and they're trying to look there it is it's right there <laughs> hundred times magnification <laughs> it's almost like it's not that far from an snl skit where you know like it bumps into her because it's trying to get too yeah. close <laughs> it's like oops sorry too close yeah um, and i don't know whether i was in i think it might have been intentional you know, I don't know. I don't know. I th there are definitely people who are into that. But I'm not getting a vibe of... Like, uh, how can I put this? It's almost like they're intensely trying to put in to show the ridiculousness of it. Yeah, I don't know. Whether you've been turned on or not, it's almost like the camera's going, look here. Um, 
just because it's got a sexual undertone, mm-hmm. they're trying to ham that up, but they're right. also doing it in a comedic way. Yeah, I mean, just the creature design lends to that too. So I could definitely see that. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's just um, the trailer show maybe should, you know, swollen up a bit mm-hmm. because she'd been impregnated. Oh, that came quick. I think that's what I'm trying to do, but it was just <laughs> yeah. being. Yeah, they, those were not cameras. swollen. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. The cameras have to do a lot of work because you just see the zoom come in the second time and it's like something poked up. And you're like, all right, is there a wee bit of CGI getting involved now? <laughs> I know I'm being mean. I'm a I'm a bad man, but you body shamer. Um, but it was interesting because as soon as they came back, you know, it was Heather's turn next. So she walks in on Deidre that night, like just. And the thing is, the so sex organ that? is like a blanket. It's like a. Does he hold it in a shell? That's what I never saw I it come it out. Come... You know, it's... Well, like there was something at yeah, some point where it was like under, like where his junk would be. There's like a hole, and the the tentacles came out, which turned into like the big organ blanket. <laughs> it was like a mix between tentacles and vagina, and yeah, you know, it, was and it was like a, an enveloping. It's like a prolapsed vagina. That was, uh... <laughs> they crawled in. But then, like, when they were showing, like, the sex part, they would flash to these scenes of, like, the alien being much more humanoid. So I, I wanted to ask you about that, because I wasn't sure what I was seeing, because it flashes so quickly. Um, I think that we're sharing consciousness, and we're actually seeing the alien's plan. Well, yes, I, I, they had that, yeah, too. Was... But there was a yeah. part during the sex where the alien was, like, this muck-covered, like, actual humanoid shape. Yes. I couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl or... So, do you know why... Because this, this is a parasite. Mm-hmm. So, do you know why, um, like, venomous creatures inject the venom to numb the prey? Yeah. So, basically, what, what it wants to do is have the host just here. Mm-hmm. So... We've already got a hint that it affects the brain. It's actually got in got in the receptors. Oh yeah, because the whole "I feel great" thing and wonderful and chilled because it's basically being used as a host. I'm trying to think. What do you call that one? Is it the tarantula wasp? I don't know. The the wasp that basically um inj- goes after tarantulas, injects them, oh, and the shit. tarantula basically stays alive until the eggs are born. So essentially, uh. the the tarantula gets eaten alive. <laughs> inside out but for the larva to sustain it has to keep it alive so when the the bee stings it Mm -hmm. the the tarantula basically goes into a sort of trance so that's what i was saying that uh the tentacles um i don't think we saw any barbs but essentially they're being injected with uh, a venom yeah to keep the host uh subtle and compliant so it's obviously affecting the brain receptors yeah just flooding them with dopamine yeah, essentially, yeah, because we'll, we'll get the later scene, but, you know, we'll see it getting really played out. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening, it's injecting, because obviously it's getting in, uh, it's in, laying its eggs <laughs> inside. Now, I don't think it's a human hybrid, you know what I mean? I think it just no, yeah, lays no, eggs. Uh, yeah, for sure. So that's, that's the impression I was getting. So it was obviously staying the host, mm-hmm. so they're compliant, and they'll carry the eggs through the gestation, not do anything about it. Yeah. But it was shared consciousness as well. You get the flashbacks of what the, the alien's actually thinking yeah. during this particular scene. Yeah, I almost want to watch those in like slow motion or, or watch like the, the outtakes or, or maybe an extended cut because I really want to 
I want to see the sort of craziness. It was, it re, what it reminded me of was Event Horizon. There's this scene where they get onto the Event Horizon um, that was sort of taken over. Uh, you know, it was going to be dragged to hell. And so the, the crew were like having this murder sex orgy thing. And they did this. Like, but you didn't see it until the very end. Yeah, you know, but it was just of, really quick just, takes. But it was too quick. Yep. Like, I, I want to see the, the filth and the vile experience to to share the horror that the characters are experiencing and and exhibiting you know i want to i want to be in that because i'm just a fucking weirdo gross person <laughs> i don't know i wish it was a little bit yeah, longer i think I it did it... a good job of it did a good job oh, of leaving sure. your imagination yeah like which I'm, is also you know, the point yeah. yeah yeah i don't know we don't need everything spelt right out <laughs> do you know what i mean that was the beauty of this movie yeah it, it comes across as dumb flick, more. <laughs> but it's not it's actually really clever yeah <laughs> the blanket thing was I mean, so weird it was just what are those what are those um blankets that are like it's like a it's like a full-blown pajama thing but it's supposed to be a blanket too they were big like I don't know, five or six. Oh, they years call ago. them snoods or snuggles or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, oh. the, that's what it made me think of, except in organ form. Because <laughs> yeah. you saw their face come through the hole, and they're just like, ah, <laughs> so awesome. But I, you know, as a nipple, it must fan be the myself. slime. <laughs> it must be the slime then that goes. It's porous through the skin. That's how he does it. Yeah, I think it is like a it's contact. A, yeah, thing. it's a slime that actually. Um, so. Do you know what it is? I think I figured it out. Oh. So when it first lands, it hasn't been on this planet before. Mm. So it doesn't know what it's dealing with. Right. So initially it's repugnant, but obviously it has to be around because there is a connection because we see it when um, Charlie kisses the boy mm. because that's when he opens his eyes yeah. and then there's a bit of sexual energy there and it immediately picks up on it and amplifies it. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is how it's done. Okay. That's it. So it's like um, trying to find the key to the safe. Yeah. So it, it comes off and it's repugnant at first because it doesn't, it hasn't uh, got the code yet. And then that kiss scene is actually what wakens it up. If the kiss mm. scene hadn't have happened, I think the girls might have been all right. Interesting. I mean, we know that it, it they're there to repopulate and sort of spread and take over as parasites yeah. do. So yeah, I was just trying to, that's interesting. I never thought of it like that, but yeah, yeah that just, doesn't make sense. It just came to me now. That, that yeah. makes sense. That's what it was doing. It was a bit trying of to find a combination lock. lock principle. I like yeah. that. Okay. So it was actually a kiss scene. Thanks, Gardner boy. You know in horror movies? You know in horror movies there's always that one thing that kicks everything off? Yeah. I mean, you don't read from the fucking dusty old book made out of human flesh. Yeah. Oh, why are the demons coming? Like, why are you reading from this book? Yeah. You don't read it out loud. <laughs> Anyone knows that, but you know it has to be that scene. So it was actually the kissing yeah. that you see the alien open its eyes, and then that's what knows. Oh, here's the key to the combination. Not click right, fucking I'm in. Yeah, it's DTF. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when uh, Heather comes in and you see the the you know, and she's already caught in, and then she gets caught on it, and it just it was a beautiful scene. It was um, it was awesome. It was just so much fun. It got me going in a really weird way, which I really appreciated. No, I hear you on that one. <laughs> it was really weird. Um, yeah, and what I really liked is, you know, we saw them sort of transform into that sort of um, euphoric state. 
and get almost aggressive, like, well, overtly aggressive at the threat of the, the alien being taken away in any way because it's theirs. It's ours. We found it. Why would you give it away? She, like, freaks out on Charlotte when she even brings up the mention of uh, calling and getting help and having them take the, the alien away. But um, but that was also not just the, the physicality reason or the, the psychological reason. It was also the monetizing reason. She was like, this is yeah. content. Why would you? But she's not even switched on her phone off. You know, I mean, not yeah. pregnant, but that's that's what I'm saying. It's fine. The combination of it's when it gets into the receptors, because obviously there's like a psychic transference as well as physical. Because mm-hmm. we see that play out. Yeah, it's got to keep. So the she host. knows her motivations, so it's already known what buttons and it's sitting click, click, click. Right, you're now my slave. I've I've programmed into the back of your brain your protective yeah. uh, instincts of what what will motivate you to keep me going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. It's funny because you see um, when Charlotte goes down into the room then because they've had that scene played out yeah. and it's well from landing this back that it's in bed, you know, I'm the daddy. <laughs> it was straight up pimp, man. It was yeah, just it was chilling. Just like, I had two you bitches. You're next. I'm... He's like, oh, you want some of this, baby? Yeah. <laughs> and she started giving into it. I loved that. But she, you know, she sort of thought she, and I love that she, she was able to break free from its connection um, go up, question the girls, and when she came back down to kill it, uh, she's like, what are you here for? And it just straight up said, hey, you know, I'm not going to be hurt from you. I'm going to be able to, you know, get you, so I'll just I'll just tell yeah, you. Yeah, but we'll have to talk about the bra. <laughs> the bra? Yes. Go. Charlotte was wearing a pink bra. Right. She pulls off the top and the pink bra magically disappears. Yeah. And then magically reappears again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, bras like, are mysterious things. <laughs> It's like, okay, right, yeah. we get it. You're the one with boobs, and obviously the TV doesn't want us to see boobs because then we'll forget about the other two. Yeah. All right, it's not one or the other. I'm happy to see three sets of boobs, even if they're different qualities. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm an aficionado. I'm a boob connoisseur, not a boob snob. Do you know what I mean? If you want to throw them all out, different size and shapes, I'll look at them. No problem. Right, right. I'm not going to all of a sudden stop looking at the other two. <laughs> There was also another scene like that where um, it was Heather eating the eggs. When we first see her eating the eggs, she has no bra. She has like little plates over her her nipples with that little see-through sleeve thing. Yeah. But then the next scene, you can see she has a bathing suit on. So it was like off, on, nothing happened. She didn't go change. (laughs) Still the same outfit. But yeah, I was. It's like uh, the, the sexualized scenes are trying to really ham it up. Oh yeah. And then when it's back to normal, it's like, just, just leave it at that. I don't know what they're. Yeah. This. I don't know what the thing was behind it. This film is so great because it has so many different tones that it carries us through as the audience. You know, it starts off as this sort of getaway party. It turns into this sci-fi experience, and then it turns to this sexualized horror. And, and then it just turns into this sort of survival game. I mean, it's just, it's so brilliantly done and, and wonderfully executed. Um, I loved the part where we start to see the pregnancy show and they are just losing their shit because they don't understand. They feel great, but then yeah. they, you know, even when they're experiencing these horrible uh, convulsions and, you know, distended belly from the, 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 the seeds, the the sperm, the eggs multiplying in their body, like they still feel good even though it hurts. And I love that idea because I don't know how weird everyone else is, but I like a little bit of pain, you know. Like it, I connected with that like that weirdness in a very strange way. 
but that's back to the like I said the the hog the hawk tarantula wasp or something it's called. Right. I'm, I'm I'm going to get the name. I'll scream it out before the end of this. <laughs> the episode is bugging this gentleman. Somebody in the chat, look it up. <laughs> We're too busy. We have <laughs> the internet in front of us. We could just look it up. Yeah, but then I'll just be sitting here on the fucking. There it is. <laughs> click click. No. Um. So they've got they've been doped up, but at the same time, back to the whole. He's making a statement about social media. Mm-hmm. What was more horrifying to them was not the fact that they were pregnant and about to give birth to an alien and had sex with an alien species. Not even human, but the fact that they weren't going to get clicks and likes anymore <laughs> was what brought them out of it. So Do you know what I mean? Not yeah. the fact that they're being used as uh, freaking egg sex, mm-hmm. but the fact that they weren't going to get clicks and likes anymore, that's what kind of snapped them out of it. It's funny. It's and so it just, uh, once again, it's that subtle message yeah. that the director wanted to make a point, but he wasn't beating you over the head with it. Yeah, he was having fun. He's having a good time. He's just having fun. I, I can't wait to see mind. what he does next. I, I'm going to be following him. Yeah, I want to keep him tabs. Um, this is what Shutter's for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is this is the whole point of the the platform. It's to give these directors a shot, and then it's up to them what yeah. to make out of it. And yeah. I, like I said, last year we had some real stinkers, but this year's really, really picked up. It's actually been, been enjoyable. Having, game. Yeah, I've been having a good time. Well, the problem with this is that, you know, you, you're, you're, this whole channel is dedicated to horror, but there's too many films. <laughs> there's too much, you know, I've seen in the past month, like four really great horror films I would love to talk about, this being one of them. Um, but I just don't have the time, so we have to sort of pick and choose, you know, what we want to do. And then there's other stuff we want to talk about, just not just horror films. You know, next week we're going to be doing a novel. There's comics mm-hmm. I want to talk about. There's video games I want to talk about. And it's just like trying to align schedules and and find the time to do all this because we have so much great stuff out there. <laughs> you know, even though there's a lot of shit, there's still good stuff that we can talk about and have fun with. But even with the shit, you know what I mean? You can still get something out of it. Oh, yeah. You can still have And fun. it's almost as important to see a bad movie or a, read a bad book mm-hmm. or play a bad game so that you know what one what the, the worst is like. Yeah. So when you play a good <laughs> one, you yeah. see, you know what I mean? You get good media, you can appreciate it. So mm-hmm. it's not a wasted... Um, people are... It's funny. People will sit in front of a screen, and that's what this movie highlights. People just sit babbledly, click, 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 while away hours but they're terrified of picking up a book in case they waste their time or they're terrified of going to a <laughs> right. movie if they don't read a hundred reviews of it in case yeah. they waste their time. Yeah. And that's what just makes me buckle with laughter. The bitter irony. <laughs> <laughs> All you're doing is wasting your time. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I love it. Just makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're up to this Let's get to the survival <laughs> part because that this it, it gets brutal quick. Yeah, there's no fucking about with this movie. And it's not no. done like three hours because it seems to be Hollywood can't tell a movie now in like less than three hours. <laughs> You'd think, yeah. Where now we've got, you know I mean? We're back to directors with 90 minutes of, you know, going balls to the wall and bringing you along. Um, yeah, go for it because then Charlotte actually confronts the alien. Mm-hmm. And what was that? It was like an African thing or something, the, the weapon. But that's Yeah, I don't know. Him. I think it's like a an African game, like a bat or something. Uh, I can't remember. They never actually said what it was because they yeah. don't know it was their father. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's a cool looking tr- tool. Yeah, it looks great. But she she dispatches the alien, so <laughs> that is no longer a threat. So good. 
but it doesn't mean it's anywhere near the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. There were two points that I thought this this film could have ended, um, and we'll get to it in a second. And and I almost think it would have been better if it ended with the first possible ending. But yeah, so after she kills the alien, she goes after her friends because she knows that they are hosts, and this seed will spread and take over the planet. And the the just the brutality of her chasing down and running over Heather. <laughs> And then taking that that stick to her. Holy shit, that was brutal. And my wife but, next to me, she watched it the second time with me too. And she was just like, hit it in the stomach. I was like, who the hell are you? <laughs> You're this vicious woman. <laughs> but we've been set up at the beginning because the animosity between them. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? They're kind Still. of friends because they feel they have to because they've known each other in school. And there's yeah. an underlining um, resentment towards each other. And why they're friends is one of those mysteries. Dude, brutal. But they are, and then that's where it all comes out when you have that moment of fucking 20 years you've been calling me this. <laughs> it was so crazy. And I love I love gore. I love splatter stuff. They did a great job with these kill scenes. It, like, it started with the alien. When she killed that alien, like she could have stopped five smashes ago you know she was just like blood or goo or whatever the hell it was splashing everywhere and it was just this meaty pile at the end i was like well done wow <laughs> you certainly went for it <laughs> but it's that whole um like there's nothing worse like i'm trying i'm gonna remember back years ago when i used to go out the bars and stuff but there's nothing worse than repressed sexual energy mm, yeah and anger and that's why most fights start in a bar because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, horny blokes basically, you know, don't get their way. And, that, you know, so she's been touched with this, like, sexual energy. Interesting. I just felt violated by it as well. And yeah. then everything's just come out. You know what I mean? There's nothing. People, I don't think, everyone's trying to play sex down now as if it's just a thing. But it's still an intimate act. Yeah. And that's what this movie plays with. People think that... Um, sex is something you switch off and on, but look at the look at any alternative group, and you just have to see the amount of drama in them. Mm -hmm. Knows that it's a case. Anyone who tries to be edgy or alternative, that they just have sex and do all this kinky stuff. Yet, within those groups, the amount of infighting and bitching <laughs> is shocking because it's repressed. You know what I mean? It's repressed sexual energy. Okay. And they're not just admitting, I'm a horny fucker, I'm not getting any, I want to get some. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I they, do. They try and dress it up in other shit, but at the same time, that's why you see so much bitching, where if somebody's getting on a regular basis, they're happy, mm -hmm. they're chill, they can crack on, yeah. or somebody knows how to masturbate properly, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can fucking help yourself out. You yeah, know. men and women, do us all a favor. <laughs> if you're getting all angsty and angry, just go rub one out. <laughs> Yeah, just, just get out of your system. Fucking... Get rid of the poison and then come back and <laughs> we can have a drink. Brave. <laughs> yeah, when she when she took that bat to, to Heather, I was just I was shocked. It was just it was it was perfect for what it was. And Heather and was I the one she was close to. I know. If she was that's going why to go for so, anyone first. It was it so dangerous. Yeah. I think it was just because. I don't know. I don't know why they did. You know, Deidre is the, she's the real villain of this show. You know, from just being a normal human being to being the alien host. So I, I get why they wanted to leave her to the, be the last one. You know, especially with that final line that she gives, which was just yep. beautiful. Um, so I, I get that. But then you know, she couldn't start up the the little go kart or golf cart or whatever it was, 
And she just started like walking after Deidre. And I was just like, this is, this is so good. This reminds me of another film that I can't remember the name of that I saw on Shudder, where it was this woman who was uh, violated by these guys in this isolated remote place, very much like the, the one in this film. And then she goes and takes revenge on them. You know, sort of like was I spit on your grave. Was what? it French? I think so, yeah. Did they speak French on it? I think so. Did I have a paintballing thing? Yeah, I think so. Oh, fuck it. That film was... I was going to talk about that uh, last year because that film was great until the last fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. But still, <laughs> like, that's like, what it started... Like, I mean, sort of connect with that, that sort of... This girl takes revenge, but it's revenge on her own friends because they became something that she could not abide. Oh, you no, know? it's not that film. Sorry. It's not that one. I'm thinking of... No, a completely different one in Shutter. Um, well, where... that's fine. I mean, we can... Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck, you're so mad. That's the problem. Yeah. When you watch so many movies, it's a great problem. The plots <laughs> get fucking rattled about in here, yeah, and the yeah. characters get mixed up. That's what people don't understand. That's why you have to read. Mm. <laughs> that's why you have to take time and actually watch the movie again before you review it. And that's why you have to take notes because if you don't, yeah. <laughs> I do it all the time uh, in our monthly segment. Is I start getting plots mixed up with movies I've seen thirty years oh, ago. Because the they all kind of gel together because there's different elements that remind you of something else. Mm -hmm. And then I go off on a tangent and then Cameron's like, Colin, back on track. He's like, whoa, come back, come back to me. Come, <laughs> come back. back, come back, come back, come back to this. Come to the light. Yeah. Well, that's why I like to do these where it's just one film we're talking about, so it's easier for me. I don't I don't I don't fall on so many tangents as I normally would. Um Yeah, that 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 final scene where she beats the shit out of Deidre and um is ready to kill her and the cowboy just steps in from, <laughs> from the grinder scene or whatever the app is called that she was you know from call back earlier in the film and he's just like what the hell and then he ends up shooting her he's like that bitch was gonna kill you it's just like he shot her from like 50 meters <laughs> yeah yeah i love i know it. i'm a terrible shot but fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't hit her in the head or the center yeah, right in the and he's actually walking distance <laughs> yeah he should have been able to like put her down easily but that, I thought, would have been a great ending. Like, I thought, yeah, just just her laying on the ground, and they sort of did that that sky, the, the bird's eye view of panning up from her dead body. I was like, okay, this is the end. This is a great end, because we already know the, the outcome. The seeds are going to take over and repopulate the rest of the planet. Humanity is doomed. And that's the ultimate message anyway. And so, if it, that was going to be the end no matter what, this is a perfect way to encapsulate it. She tries to stop it. She's unsuccessful. It is going to see its end. But she gets back up, and it's fine because it's still a good second ending. And she walks up and she sees the cowboy with his stomach ripped apart, and Deidre's just, like, mutating. She's this abomination now. But that final thing of, I feel so good, or whatever it is she says, was so beautiful. Ugh. I loved it. Yep. And that's what I'm talking about, the... The hawk wasp. See yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The the wasp. Yeah, really? Transylla hawk wasp. Okay. Um, Transylla hawks is a spider wasp that preys on tarantulas, and it, essentially what it does, it it stings them. Mm -hmm. Um, parasitoid wasps. So they use their sting to paralyze their prey before dragging it to the brood nest as living food. Ugh. A single egg is laid in the prey, hatching to a larva, which eats the still living prey. Ugh. Yeah. And they're found in all continents other than Antarctica, so you can get them anywhere. I'm going to have to move now. So <laughs> that's what it does. Once it, That's essentially what's happening here. And yeah. Deidre is 
living prey. It's been she's been eaten alive from the inside out. Like she's not giving birth to these things. They're gonna explode out of her. And instead of being one egg, it's a clutch of eggs. Bunch of eggs. I actually wrote one of my stories is based on that. Oh really? Blech. Um, Blech. I, I, nature's yeah, the filthy. Trapeze, yeah. Nature is just. I was trapeze, that's why. I, mm-hmm. that story. Okay. Uh, nasty ending. Yeah. So, what did you think about the ending? Like, were you, were you happy no, with it? No, if you want to see messed up stuff, just go to the picture. Yeah. I was. Um, it was a bit of a sci fi channel ending, though, when she looked up and saw Larissa's age landing at yeah. the same time. That was a bit cheesy for me. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she's sitting there completely messed up and the fact that the, the Venom is still working on her and she's just completely checked out at this point. I mean, she's basically alive and, you know, I mean, she's about to spew. Yeah. It's about to happen. So the gestation period is pretty quick, mm-hmm. which is also terrifying as well. Yeah. It was just that bit of the scene at the end when we see the moor landing. Um, I think that was a bit much. Mm-hmm. Kind of took me away for a second. Yeah. Because we knew that was the case. Because if they had have done it at the start, we're all, they're all landing. Mm-hmm. We'd have got the fact that, or over the radio, you know, I mean, um, the Cowboys radio had been playing about Stay away from these things. Yeah, would have worked just as well. Yeah, but yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't disappointed. I've thoroughly enjoyed this movie, mm-hmm. and the fact that I still enjoyed it after a second watch. Yeah, says it all. That's that's the acid test. If you can go back into a movie again the second time and watch it and still enjoy it, then it's it's done its job. Absolutely. Yeah, I I turned this film off and I kept thinking about it, and that's my cue. Like if if I'm still thinking about it a day later then I know I, I loved it. I, I knew it was a good film for me. You know, this, the first time I watched it, I was thinking about it for a while. And then you had mentioned it as a sort of like offhanded question if I watched it and it immediately flooded back in my mind. I was like, yes, oh my gosh, that was a great film. And then we decided to do this. I mean, it's it's a, it's a an enjoyable watch. It's weird yeah, it's as only fuck. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. It's <laughs> actually pretty recent. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not old at all. It's still in the featured section of Shudder. Um, it was a good time, and I'm I'm really really glad I watched it, and and I watched it again. I love sitting here talking about it with you. What's your favorite part of this film? Oh God, now there's a um. <laughs> I think it would have to be the sex scene. Yeah. With the three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was so trippy. That was um, and I can see it with the man in Valley of the Earth. You know, I mean, that was David Bowie shit all over. Mm-hmm. And I love, I actually love. Prefer David Bowie's movies to his music. Oh, really? Because, oh, yeah, um, like The Hunger. Yeah, it's great. You know what I mean? Um, Merry Christmas, Mr. Thomas. I don't think I've seen any of his other ones other than The Hunger. So that's a World War II, um, basically, British POWs in a Japanese camp. Right. But um, essentially, it's a normal movie until it has the David Bowie trippy scene because <laughs> he's. For not, you know, I mean, he's well Because he's him. The he's man the... Fell, yeah, the man who fell the earth. Come on. Um, the pissing thing. That was the first time that shown an actual girl pissing herself because she saw him as an alien. <laughs> She'd been boning him for like most of the movie and then she discovers he's an alien. She fucking... <laughs> that scene's iconic. Um, awesome. Oh, shit, there's... Oh, God, I'd need to go back through. But David Bowie movies are... They're just notorious for that kind of trippy vibe to them. Yeah. And that's what it got... I can see where the influence comes from. Nice. Yeah, I got and then the... And Tyson Heather in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... It was great. I think that's my favorite scene as well. 
um, because it reminded me of Event Horizon, which is one of my all-time favorite horror films. You know, top, oh, I remember top seeing ten or theaters. fifteen. Yeah. Oh gosh, it was so good. It was oh, so weird. Like, um, we won't need eyes. We don't need eyes where we're going. Yeah. Oh gosh. <sighs> it's just the whole film, and it still holds up too. That's the thing. It's just a great one. Um, so it, it reminded me of that. And this so, will hold up. Such so a good. What? This will. I see this getting a cult following. I think of I people more it's people, especially it. in the horror genre. Yeah. Get out. This will. This will last because. My whole thing, especially over the last couple of years, is I'm just worried about content creation, filmmaking in general, yeah. um, art, because it's become so disposable that there's movies I'm watching, I'm forgetting about them before they're even finished. Yeah. And it makes me sad because the whole point of art and whatever format it takes mm-hmm. is to provoke a response, just to get there in your, you know, in your mind and make you think. Yeah. Or even if it's just to make you laugh for 90 minutes, so be it. At least you're having a, an emotional reaction. Yeah. But there's just so much bland, no beige shit being put out now. Mm-hmm. Um, it does make me worry. And Shudder was guilty of that. Like um, Last year was horrendous. I mean, they can only feature what's being made. You know, I mean, it's not... It's not Absolutely. Really... You know what I mean? You're rocking a hard place. You know what I mean? You're trying, to, you're trying to create content. You can only take what you're given, to a yeah. sense. But I'm glad at least there's more stuff coming out now. They're actually able to cherry pick more of the quality uh, stuff out there. Yeah. And I hope it continues. It will. I'm sure it will. Um, let's talk about your least favorite part about this. Yeah. So, uh, I think the whole, when they're by the pool pretending to have fun mm-hmm. and you know they're not, um, not because it's a badly made scene, but just it's it was kind of depressing. You know, I mean, they're getting themselves coked up. They're taking uh, pills and everything else, and they're just trying to have fun, but they're not because they're broken. And you can kind of—it was actually kind of a depressing scene, yeah. Because you know, these are three broken people trying to find something that they've lost and they don't know how to get back to it. And it was kind of tragic. Interesting. That was actually the most tragic scene out of the whole movie. Was they're they're forcing themselves to have fun and they can't. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For for me, I I think it was that we saw Edna with a shotgun blast. We saw that she was clearly studying this species, but it never went anywhere. Like I, you know how no, I never saw the dog. Thankfully. Yeah. That's, oh, that's that would always pisses me off. From the, I, I don't. I don't mind animal death as much as uh, Cameron does, and and uh, you know maybe you do as well. I don't mind it. You know, as long as it's done for a reason and it's not just because we want to murder an animal in the film, you know, then I'm I'm fine with it. But when Cloverfield first came out, they were talking about how the sequel to it was actually just going to be from a different perspective. It was going to be following different people with the exact same world event going on. And, you know, you would just explore it from a different viewpoint. I want that with this film. I want a sequel to be made where it's like Edna. And we get to see her exploit because it was very the thing, you know. They they came that into be, this yeah, that other place. Quite cool, yeah, yeah. You know, they came into this um, other camp, this Norwegian camp in the thing, and they see that they clearly had some shit going on. They had d- discovered this alien thing in the ice, and then uh, you know that we understand that there's this whole other film that happened, this whole other event that happened that preceded their own madness and horror. That's what happened here. 
you know, and, and I just want to, I want to explore that a little more. And that's, you know, credit to the, the writer and the director for the story building, because clearly there's world events happening and there's a history to this event. I want that story so bad. I don't know. It'd be cool. At the same time, though, don't beat a dead horse. Do you know what right, I mean? but it, it could be done in a whole different here. way. It's not going to be the three girls, you know. It's going to be Edna yeah. and sort of her ex, her story. I don't know. I think it'd be really cool. And to have it end with that depressing moment of her pulling the trigger. I mean, no, yeah. And then what yeah. What if her dog was the one that got impregnated, you know? And that's why she ended up killing herself because she saw that the, these alien species adapted to whatever animal for reproduction. God, there's just so much opportunity of weirdness in this world. Yeah, it's really... Uh... This could be an accidental franchise. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it'd be so cool. As long as the problem is though, um, if it gets too big, then the fucking Eye of Hollywood will descend upon it like the Eye of Sauron. Yeah. And then they'll start fucking throwing their politics in yeah. and all this bullshit and ruin it. So this needs to stay low budget, uh, niche movie. <laughs> it needs to be a B movie still because mm -hmm. this is definitely a B movie. Yeah. And it needs to not get big enough to get the attention of Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, you know, I if they think... want to do like a comic, you know, a four-run comic or, you know, a, a short story or something to explain it, I'd be that, happy with yeah, that, that too. Be... Yeah, that would be actually cool. Do um, do like an expanded universe. Yeah. It'd be fun. Uh, yeah, that would be um, quite cool. Hope you're listening, by the way. And we want a case of beer each if you do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the very minimum. <laughs> All right. Well, um... IMDb gave it 4.7 out of 10, which I think is a travesty. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 52% rotten and only a 14% audience score, which what the fuck? I don't understand that at all. It's too clever. That's a, that's it be it. I don't know. They actually, it's shining a light on the audience because the sort of audience that go to IMDb and Rotten, rotten Tomatoes is no longer a platform mm. because it's gotten fasted with so much shit. Yeah. And trying to push a narrative like we saw it from... Um, Fucking George R. Abrams, and you brought him up. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not. That's not the thing that. That's that's another R. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a bitching. But um, yeah, they're no longer. They're McDonald's. You know what I mean? They're the they're the chain fucking food franchise of movies. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to say. Buy this shit, and that's not our opinion. I don't even look at them anymore. But no, this this movie is worth so much more. Yeah. It's an absolute gem. Well, let's talk about ratings then. What did you give this? I give it five. Five, nice. Because especially on the second watching, mm -hmm. still enjoyed it. Yep. I'd watch it again, no problem. You've got me excited, even talking about the even like comic series or something yeah. spin-off from it. <laughs> I would actually enjoy that. I would totally love it. I would it love would it be so, so much. much fun. I would totally cover that book if it was ever written or a short story or whatever. Oh, I would love a radio drama. You know, like an old school nineteen twenties radio drama of it? Like War of the World yeah, style? Yeah, those, yeah. That'd be cool then. All right. Um, yeah, That's I like started it... in this shit, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I gave it four uh, knives in the back uh, only because I want more and I didn't get more. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> problem to have, but I, I thought this was a wonderful film and it's definitely worth a watch. And if you're into weird stuff, it gives you it. If you're into just gross sort of body horror stuff, it gives you it. If you're just into, you know, just catty, weird girls bitching at each other and murdering each other, it gives you that. <laughs> it gives you everything. It's great. Love it. So, Love anyway. It. Great film. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to cover with this thing? 
I don't know. Just check it out, folks. Honestly, it's well worth it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into this Haunted Grove, a horrific podcast. The only way you can find out when the next Haunted Grove episode is creeping up through the shadows, waiting to jump out and impregnate you, boop, <laughs> is uh, by subscribing, clicking the bell. And you know what? Do us a favor. Show some class. Click the like button. All right, everyone. Um, and remember, yeah. if you want to survive between now and the next episode, stay away from aliens. And no matter how much you want to have sex with them, Or maybe just make sure it wears a condom. Uh, I'll have some condom for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>